This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 9th of March. In your Squiz today, a defamation battle brews, the RBA flags potential rate relief, Ukraine hits back against a US report, and an old favourite gets a modern update. This is your Squiz today. The criminal case against former Liberal staffer Bruce Lerman over rape claims that were made by his colleague Brittany Higgins might be over, Claire, but the legal wrangling continues. Lerman is suing media companies Network 10 and News Corp, along with their journalists Lisa Wilkinson and Samantha Maiden, for defamation. They've now filed their defence documents that detail their plans to prove Lerman assaulted Higgins in Parliament House in early 2019. Yeah, and the defence team's plans hinge on something called truth defence, which is one way of defending a defamation lawsuit. And just to explain a little bit about how that works, uh, Lerman is suing the journalists and the media outlets for their reporting of the alleged assault uh, because he denies that it happened, he says that the reports harmed his reputation and that it defamed him. Uh, But if the defence teams can prove that on the balance of probabilities that he did assault Higgins, the journalists and the outlets would be able to say that their reporting was fine because what they broadcast and published was true. The media outlets also say that because Lerman wasn't named in the reports, he can't be defamed. Claire, defamation is a really tricky part of the law and this case is no different. So something to note is that there's no guarantee it will even get to trial. Yeah, before you go down a rabbit hole on how defamation (laughs) works and what this case is all about, it is important to note that it might not even make it to court. Uh, And one of the reasons for that is that Lerman filed his lawsuit after the one-year limitation period. Uh, There's a legally allowed time for a complainant to lodge a defamation lawsuit Um, and given the Lisa Wilkinson interview of Brittany Higgins that was on the project is more than two years old uh, what they're saying is that he can't lodge that lawsuit Uh, it'll now be on Lerman to convince the court that that extension should be granted uh, and that would allow the case to progress. And if the case does make it to trial Lerman would likely be called on to give evidence Unlike in a criminal case, he can't remain silent. And Higgins has said that she would appear if required. Claire, this is one of many high-profile defamation cases, and that's why we've done our Squiz Shortcut on it this week. Yeah, these cases are really complex. So we've created a couple of characters. There's Janine the Carpenter and her client Tim. Uh, We'll take you through how it works and particularly why the media outlets are critical of Australia's defamation laws and the impact that it has on reporting stories that they say are in the public interest. Yeah, that one's hot off the podcast press this morning. Just search for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcast app for that and I'll also pop a link to it in our episode notes. Reserve Bank boss Philip Lowe had a speaking gig at a business summit yesterday and that came after Tuesday's Rate Rise, Claire. For once, he said something that borrowers might be happy to hear. 
He's indicated there could be a pause on future rate increases, but he's stopped just short of confirming it. Yeah, and of course he can't confirm it because there's a lot of economic data coming uh, over the next month, which includes things like unemployment updates, also a look how inflation's tracking and things like retail spending. Mm. Uh, but what he says is that he's got an open mind and that strikes quite a different chord to what we've heard from him in recent times where he has basically said that rates would continue to go up. So a bit of a question mark on that at the moment. Uh, a pause on rates in Australia would be quite different to what's unfolding in America at the moment. Uh, its central banker is Jerome Powell and yesterday he said that there could be further and bigger rate rises in America. Uh, some are saying as much as half a percent in the next round and that would take their official rate to over 5%. Yeah, that's because America is like so many countries at the moment and is also tackling high inflation. And speaking of prices going up, Origin Energy's boss, Frank Calabria, yesterday said that the benchmark energy price might go up by at least 20%. It's not the first time we've heard people who know about these things say that power prices will continue to rise this year, but it's not nice to be reminded. Speaking of energy, it's been more than five months since the attacks on the Nord Stream pipeline, which is the big natural gas pipeline between Russia and Germany. And reports say a pro-Ukrainian group might have been responsible. So just to go back a step, the attacks happened in September last year and it was notable because those pipelines underpin about a third of Germany's energy needs. Uh, it was a really big story at the time because it was assumed that Russia was responsible for it. Um, Germany has, of course, supported Ukraine in the war uh, and maybe there was some retaliation from Russia against Germany. But there were doubts at the time that Russia might destroy its own infrastructure. Uh, and with this report, Vladimir Zelensky, Ukraine's president, uh, says that his government was in no way involved with the attack. Uh, he says that there's no evidence for it. But there are reports coming out of the United States that says that officials reckon Ukraine might have had the biggest motive to launch an attack. Uh, and that's because it's long been opposed to that pipeline. Yeah. And officials haven't ruled out the possibility that supporters of Russia have tried to frame Ukraine over the attack. But if these new findings are confirmed, Ukraine has some explaining to do with Germany and other European allies. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP. My dad is a massive fan of the old TV show MASH, Claire, so I'll have to get him onto this one. Anyone who watched the sitcom might recognise the names of actors Alan Alder and Mike Farrell, and they've just had a reunion. But like with so many stories over the past few months, the artificial intelligence tool ChatGPT is involved. 
Alice, I love that your dad's a massive fan. Uh, showing my age, I'm a massive fan as well. I was young, I have to admit, but love a bit of mash. And look, hasn't Chat GPT just been such a talking point of the last few months, uh, including it seems with TV stars like Older? Um, he asked the chatbot to write a script for a scene where Hawkeye, which was his character, uh, accuses his right hand man, BJ, which was Farrell, uh, of of stealing his boxer shorts <laughs> and that is would be a classic kind of mash script. Um, the result was read out by Alder and by Farrell uh, on Alder's podcast. You can be the judge of how that turned out. Alice, no doubt you'll put a link into the notes. Um, the pair disagreed on whether ChatGPT did a good job uh, and also whether there would be any risk of TV writers being out of a job anytime soon. Yeah, for his part, Older says that ChatGPT has a terrible sense of humour. He's a funny <laughs> man, so I trust his judgement on that. But regardless, <laughs> it managed to get the characters back together for the first time since the series finale back in 1983. So in this case, it's probably done some good. Yesterday was, of course, International Women's Day, Claire, and to mark it, statues of Australia's first female federal pollies were unveiled in Canberra. Yeah, quite incredible, isn't it? There's part of the parliamentary zone that does have these tributes to our federal politicians from the past. Uh, we've now got statues of Dame Dorothy Tagney and also Dame Edith Lyon. They're the first statues of human females in that collection. Uh, even former Prime Minister John Gorton, uh, his dog Susie Q had been immortalised in bronze before there was one <laughs> of a woman, but they're women there now, so that's a good thing. Yeah, there's no time like the present. Squiz the day, Claire. We mentioned this yesterday, but the Aussie men's cricket team is playing against India today. Yeah, it is the start of the fourth test in that series. Uh, and of course, as we talked about yesterday, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, there's a group of Aussie business people uh, and also the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi. They're going to be there. It kicks off from three o'clock uh, Eastern Daylight Time. Yeah, let's go Aussies. Thank you for listening today. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. G'day, I'm Kate Watson, co-host of News Club. News Club this week was an interview with Lauren Sams. She's the fashion editor at the Australian Financial Review. She's all over the business of fashion and retail, so I pulled her in to talk to us about fast fashion and ultra-fast fashion. In particular, businesses like Timu and Shein, who in Australia alone are on track to record more than $2 billion in sales. Here's a clip from that conversation. What is happening is that it's recalibrating fashion as a single-use item. Mm. So when you think about something that's 6 or $7, you know, my, I bought coffee this morning and that was $5.50. And that that's a single-use item to me. You know, I, I have my coffee. Like actually is, like you cannot use that twice. No. <laughs> and so when you're talking about a dress yeah. that's sort of an equivalent price – People equate it with something that doesn't need to be valued. Um, you don't need to wear it again. To listen to the full interview, just search for News Club in your podcast app and hit follow.